On this episode of A Tale of Two Rivals, Banterman gets into sneaky plays and streaming options for your playoff matches. Stay tuned. Welcome to a tale of two rivals, a fantasy football podcast put on by your three P go with your gut champion and a numbers obsessed spreadsheet loving nerd to find some sort of consensus to share with you, the fantasy football listener. Who am I joined by? You're joined by at FF underscore spaceman Dave Wright. Todd, life is good. Really enjoyed last episode. Question of the day. Saw some, we got some feedback, some people doing it in their own classrooms, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun, man. It's been a fun episode. Happy to get back at it tonight. All right. Me too, man. Well, you know what? Let's just dive into it. Instead of going over like a certain player and value like we've been doing, I decided to, you know, maybe do some streams or some pickup advice. Granted, it's later in the week. These guys may or may not be already be gone. Or maybe you pick them up and you're not quite sure if you want to play them. Let's break down like some of the best available players that you could possibly find for your pickups in your leagues, for your playoff matches. So I just want to go off and say that uh, Same Manila's pickups article on fantasy data uh, had a lot of the same pickups. So I highly recommend giving that a read if you're not convinced by my takes. And uh, let's put it this way. That guy's a much better fantasy mind than me. So if, if he agrees with me, so like, what do you know? Uh, I'm going to start with QBs. So my first recommendation for streams and pickups would be Big Ben. Ownership, 74%, you know, 32% start. He's, there's a good chance that he's gone. And this is more for like a one QB league kind of recommendation. If you're looking to stream somebody in a two in a super flex league by playoffs, you did something wrong. But Big Ben finished QB six last week versus the Vikes with 40 attempts for 308 yards and three TDs and did throw one pick. Uh, three out of his last four games, he came in with 40-plus passing attempts, and only one game this year with less than 30 passing attempts. Has a plus matchup against the Titans, which is the bottom 10 deep passing defense. And besides beating down on the Jacks, because, like, who doesn't, and Tyrod Taylor being subpar, the last four QBs that the Titans have played were Mac Jones, Trevor Simeon, Matthew Stafford, and Carson Wentz. Between those four QBs, there was an average of 278 yards, two TDs, and one pick. That's solid in a streaming situation, especially when only one of those guys is really even remotely close to uh, the top 12 conversation. Ceiling for Big Ben this week, top 12, easily. I have him slotted as my QB 15 this week, just behind Tua and Russell Wilson, but ahead of Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, Wentz, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I would also say that I would consider heavily look at Big Ben over Russell Wilson. Uh, Wilson with the Rams matchup, and he tends to struggle against the Rams. But I think you got to go with your studs and play Wilson, but that would be something that would be tough for me to decipher between. With him having a 74% ownership, I wanted to give some other options too. My second option is Jimmy Garoppolo with only 35% ownership, and all these ownership numbers are coming straight off a sleeper, okay? Playing Atlanta, everybody knows Atlanta's a defense you can beat up on. So he's a solid QB2 option this week. Or he's a solid stream if you're really that disparate for QBs. 
He's been very efficient this season, but he, he never puts up gaudy numbers. And he should be playing with the lead for most of the second half. So his passing numbers will really high level, will rely heavily on his first half performance. Dave, any thoughts and QB recommendations? Yeah, Big Ben, it's really tough to swallow going into your playoffs to roll out Big Ben. But if they're, especially in one QB leagues, Todd, and redraft especially, people who have played a lot, you just got to know you got to play the matchups here. The only thing that kind of makes me pause with Big Ben is, Todd, is that he's had his three best games this season have come in his last four. I don't know if it's like, is it just a strictly a matchup thing? If it's just he's hit it streaky or what have you, but his efficiency, it, the fantasy points have been there because of the volume is what you've been talking about. So the volume is there, but it feels like it's hit or miss with how good he's been actually playing. And we know Big Ben can throw up a stinker. So I, I would be really hesitant to play him over. I know you said Russell Wilson is the guy you would throw him out over there over, but you said, you know, you got to play your best players here. I'd have to be really conf- I'd have to be really desperate. Like a COVID situation hits late in the week or because th- this week's been crazy. This is one of the craziest weeks I have seen in the playoffs. So if I'm going to play Big Ben I, and like my other options aren't out there, it's a strictly a volume play, but it's a I fi- I find it's a volatile str- volume play in my opinion. And that's why he's a QB stream in week 15. Yo, you know? 100%. I'm just saying And but the other thing too is if you do pick up Big Ben, know that in semifinals he has Kansas City the next week if you're beyond having a problem week 15. That's another really solid matchup. That's an offense that is going to chuck it a lot, and it's also a passing defense that's not exactly stellar. There are our QB stream recommendations. Next, running back streams and pickups. This one's not a shock because everyone knows that this is the guy that's probably the hottest pickup right now, and it's Rashad Penny. 24% ownership that's down, down the skyrocket this week. But he was only started in 9% of matchups. I was one of the 9%. No doubt, one the hottest waiver addition this week. So this shouldn't be surprising after 137 yards rushing in two TDs. And both of those TD runs were over 30-yard runs. It's his job to lose at this point. I mean, Alex like Collins and Adrian Peterson are not threats. At this point in the year, Like those two guys might vulture goal line work. But I just want the volume, and Penny should see plenty of that. With that said, the Rams is a rough matchup in Week 15, but the volume will be there. If you do survive Week 15 with Penny, then he has RB1 upside in a semifinal matchup versus Chicago and a championship matchup with Detroit. Is he a sure thing? No, but the odds are excellent given the sit- like the situation. I would play him for sure over AJ Dillon, James Robinson, Devontae Freeman. Sonny Michelle, Chuba Hubbard, and Miles Sanders. And I would probably play him over, or at least consider him over, Melvin Gordon, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and CH. For other options, John Shell Hilliard had a huge game against the Pats, only had 13 yards as the big man foreman just got the work as the Titans could have taken knees and beaten the Jags, you know? So some owners are probably going to hastily drop him and forgetting that about the game script that kind of led to him not really being involved. But he plays in two solid matchups with Pitt and San Fran in the next two weeks. So snag him if somebody makes a mistake and drops him hastily. Now, I, my next recommendation, now this is going deeper, deeper. So it would be Royce Freeman. No one started this guy this week. Except us, baby. Okay, it's a 16-team league. 
We had crap <laughs> RB depth. COVID. Damien was on. Damien Harris was on by week. Yeah. So he was a hail mary that worked out, but he'll get the work, and he's a good desperation ad if you need RBs. Now the last guy I would say that he's it's a dice roll, and I'm actually going to say you could play him, but I don't trust him. Is Sony Michelle? I think a big part of uh, his volume and work is the fact that Henderson's still a little banged up. So if Henderson's condition improves, and it is, I I just see Michelle's workload going down significantly. Henderson's on the COVID, right? I I, is that I didn't catch that. Is he on the COVID? Yeah, I think he got. I think he has the COVID. If I remember. Oh, he has the COVID. Yeah, Sonny Michelle is a is a good play then. So, um, did not catch that one today. So, yeah, that changes the tune a little bit. If Henderson's out, Michelle keeps the volume and uh, very good matchup against Seattle. So, if, if Henderson does not play for some reason, then Michelle's the guy and he's a good play at that point. Thoughts, Davey? My thoughts are that beggars can't be choosers week 15. It's been rough with COVID this week. The Rams are shut down. You talk about Sonny Michelle. I don't even know what the freak is happening with the Rams situation right now between running back injuries, COVID, and then you're just disappointing running backs and tough matchups. Essentially, unless you got a stud going, you're probably playing anyone who's in line for sniffing any type of running back work. Gobble those up. If you've got them, depending on how your squad shakes out, you play them just because it's ugly right now. It's a bunch of landmines, and I'm sure it's going to get worse as the week goes on. So as a result, too, because remember, Thursday night, and I believe there's a Saturday game, too, as well this week, you got to be extra careful keeping up to date with these updates. It's playoff time, baby. Time to make some money. Make sure you have a backup ready to go in case right before game time or inactives are declared or who knows how that officially works, but you have someone ready to go. And the list we just gave are all viable options that are deep. They should be, there should be at least one of those guys available. On A hundred percent, Todd. One and, of those guys should be there. And the only, a couple of things here too, Rashad Penny, you talk about his matchup against the Rams here. Interesting. I'm interested that you'd play him over AJ a. Dillon. What about the a. Rashad Penny versus AJ Dillon? How does that break down? Why that, Matt, that for you? It's about volume for me. And I just see Penny just getting the volume. And also with, the typical kind of like game strip, I could see Penny actually getting a little bit more involved. And also like with Dylan, it's like with Jones still in the picture, it's that's always going to be not like a sure thing for volume for me. There, there's clear path to volume for Penny for me. Clear. I wouldn't be scared away from Baltimore's defense. They're like 12th in DVOA there. I'm not sure what they're fan, like they're going for fancy points here. They see Baltimore and like, oh, I want to go somewhere else. Uh, I think Baltimore's in more of a name here than what have you. I uh, Aaron Jones saved his week with a touchdown last week, but Aaron, but AJ Dillon really they turned to him late in that game. Uh, I don't mind AJ Dillon as a, as a start. Just be, Todd, it is rough out there. The running back. This is I don't remember yep. a week. Yep. Uh, first week of the playoffs. Yep. So I think some of us are just ha- are forced to start AJ Dillon. So yeah, and 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 here where we're looking at guys that are should be there and are good dart throws. You know, I think Hilliard would be a great play this week against Pitt too. He's gonna he's he's gonna be able to get passing work. I just don't see them just needing to just pl- like plotter with like Foreman as much, and he's by far their best option out of the backfield right now. So and the pit's not is a very beatable defense. So like Penny, like I don't really love the matchup against the Rams, but you have to understand like you know the volume's gonna be there. But it's also kind of like if you can get a decent enough like matchup out of him week fifteen to get by. 
then you're just cashing in the in the two big weeks with him and it was just weak weak matchups all about penny Shout out to everyone who loved Rashad Penny. I know Peter Howard was big here. So I think last week was really special for them. Curtis Patrick from Rotoviz was a big Penny guy this year. I just think th- it was fun to see a little throwback because he's been hampered by injuries. Not necessarily. Poor- I mean, he's had some hiccups in poor play, some fumbling problems here, but mostly injuries. It was fun to see Rashad Penny flash across the screen with two touchdowns. So uh, that I, and I think you're right, Todd, that he needs to be picked up everywhere in redraft. He's the hottest. He's right. He's already been claimed. I, I would guarantee he's already been claimed here. But it's just it was a fun to see him scroll across uh, the box scores this week. Without a doubt. I think it's more at this point in the game. It's confirmation in your move. If for some reason you have no trade deadline, I would say Penny is definitely worth, you know, moving like some later draft capital and maybe like a younger unproven piece to get him into your lineup because he's not going to carry a ton of dynasty value. Just another guy. To, if there's a way you can get Penny then it's a solid play down the stretch. Very, oh, sorry. And one last thing about Penny Todd, his, some of his advanced metrics, he's had a juke rate of 45% and third, like a right around 30% the last two weeks. So he's five missed tackles forced, showing some of those signs that people liked him. I know he like three point yards per carry, who cares in week 13 here, but yes, he's had injuries here, but you know, he's some big plays making tackles forced. I don't think he's dust. It's not like a, situation where he's just been chewed up by injuries it's just a hey he's healthy here some of the peripherals look good in a very small sample so i i just want to add a little context so it's not just a a pure volume thing he he's showing a little something on top of that all right so now we're going to move on to wide receiver streams and pickups number one amara st brown so st brown is a 32 percent ownership with a 12 percent start last week He's ranked as the 41st wide receiver on week 15 for Fantasy Pros. Way too low. So granted, he was only the wide receiver 26 this week, but he's gotten 12 targets with an average of 9 receptions and 79.5 yards in the last two games. Clearly, he's owned in your dynasty weeks, but there's a very good chance he's on those redraft wires. I don't normally recommend players on bad teams. Let's get to the deal here. Uh, it's a guy on the wire with double-digit targets. It's just tough to come by. The Lions will need to throw a lot against the Cardinals, and they have a plus matchup the following week with uh, the Falcons. You also have Swifts banged up, Hawks banged up. They're supposed to be on pace to come back, but you know those are still question marks on their health. I'd play him over Julio, Christian Kirk, Jerry Judy, Gage, Devontae Parker, Michael Gallup, OBJ, Mooney, and Van Jefferson. All those guys are ranked higher than him on Fantasy Pros. He should carry a wide receiver 3-4 four, 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 with wide 2 upside over the next two matchups. Other choices. Gabriel Davis. Eight targets in his last couple of games, and he's found the end zone in two straight games. Sanders has been out of practice. Davis, very talented player, good offense. Josh, Josh Allen knows how to find the end zone. Solid dice roll as a flex or a wide receiver 3 option if you need him. And it's Alan Lazard season. It happens two to three weeks every year, and it's happening around playoffs. So averaging six and a half targets over the last two games, he's an okay Hail Mary toss if he's the best option in your deeper formats. And it, it's come down to, is it Lazard or is it MVS? That I mean, MVS has had a couple of big games here. You're just trying to get a piece of Aaron Rodgers in that offense. And that's sometimes, Todd, with what how this is going, that's what you got to do here. Gabe Davis... I think Emmanuel Sanders is still dealing with injury. 
So Gabriel Davis is, has come up with, found the end zone, like you mentioned. I love me some Gabby Davis. So I, you, especially as an option here attached to Josh Allen. And yeah, Todd, I, I don't really have much to add except that Amon Ra is feasting with nobody else around him besides, was it Josh Reynolds? And oof, who knows who else is out there in Buffalo? I mean, in, in Detroit, Amon Ra is definitely enjoying some, some of that volume. And he's, he, he's not doing, he's not been terrible, Todd. He's doing a little bit better than I thought he would, to be honest. I thought it was going to be still a struggle. It's been nice, especially the last part of the season to see him get this kind of volume. Amon Ra, you could do a lot worse things in, than play Amon Ra, especially in, you know, in, in a DVS, DV, uh, DFS type matchup if you're looking for a lower cost guy here. And uh, this is just an off the cuff, not on the notes since I blew through this for a little bonus content. For a tight end stream, I like Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, Logan Thomas out of the game. I mean, out of the out, out for the year. Uh, he's got a plus matchup with Philly. When he has filled in for Thomas, he's put up three di- double digits games. Good athlete, good big target. Not a ton of competition around him at that point. He's a solid, solid stream this week. That hurt me, Todd, because I streamed rookie Seals Jones in week 14, and he gave me nada. He gave me 1.8 points, and then John Bates went out there and got 2.9 points. They're basically, rookie Seals Jones actually only played 45% of the snaps, and John Bates outsnapped him at 70%. But as far as route participation is concerned, because that's sometimes what you care more about for the tight ends, it was still John Bates actually ran 60, almost 65% of the routes compared to rookie Seals Jones, 41% of the routes. So, well, I, I was right in, on board with you, Todd, for Ricky Seals Jones here. It looks like that John Bates has overtaken him. I like John Bates, too. I actually didn't. That's some great stats there. I would say either of them is just worth a dice roll if you're that desperate. It's a desperation play in a stream at that point. Um, I'm sure there's better options in there, but that's a guy that I'm sure should be on some wires. All right, Davey, tell them where you can find him. Find me at FF underscore Spaceman on the tweet machine. Todd. I don't know what we're doing. This is a really quick episode. I, I feel feel weird. I feel like, do I smell bad? Is that why you, why we're, we're, we recorded so quickly? What's going on? What's, where can they find you? I just want to show you what efficiency looks like, David. This is what efficiency looks like when you plan an episode. And you can find me at FF underscore Bantraman on the Twitter machine. Hit me up with any football, basketball, life questions. I'm here for you, people. So Todd's podcast efficiency, his... Pacer, no, that's passing efficiency, conversion ratio. We'll, we'll play around with it, Todd, but you're doing for a short record time, you're extremely efficient. So that's a very high, let's say, podcasting racer. Well done, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I got one hell of a whopper, too. Peace.